In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. As I read our gospel passage this week, I was reminded of a vacation, an extended Sabbath, if you like, that we had last year. We went to visit our son who was working on the Caribbean island of Roatan, just off the coast of Honduras, for 10 days of rest and recuperation. Apart from scuba diving, Roatan does not have many excursions or activities, so I was looking forward to just lazing on a sandy beach with the occasional dip in the warm sea. But initially, I found it rather difficult just to switch off. So I started reading a book that someone had given me at a chaplain's retreat with the warning warning words, I think you're going to need this. It was not a novel. It was a book called Sabbath and told of the importance of the Sabbath, why God gave it to us and why we need it. So after reading this book on the beach for two days, the irony was not lost on me. I was working, I was studying a book about the Sabbath and what I considered to be an extended Sabbath. Now it was a fascinating book with many facts, but one of the things that impacted me most was that God had few commandments, but humans had invented 613 laws to clarify what God had given. Regarding the Sabbath, God gave only one instruction to Moses in Exodus 35. You must do your work in six days, but on the seventh day will be your holy day. It will be a day of Sabbath rest to honor the Lord, and you must rest on it. But man had created 39 laws just to clarify this one commandment. And here are some of the 39 laws the Jewish nation created. People were forbidden from traveling more than 960 meters from their home. So in those days, that was 200 cubits, but it works out to 960 meters. You could eat nothing larger than an olive. Nothing could be bought or sold. No contracts or letters could be written. Clothing could not be washed or dyed. A fire could not be lit or extinguished. So if your lamps were not lit before the Sabbath, you had to sit in the dark till the next day. You couldn't bathe on the Sabbath. If you did and some water might splash onto the floor, that could be considered washing the floor. Chairs or other heavy objects could not be moved because dragging them might cause a furrow in the ground, which may be considered to be plowing. You could not look in a mirror because you may see a gray hair and may be tempted to pull it out. (laughs) How long do we spend in front of the mirror in the morning trying that? A Jewish tailor or seamstress could not carry a needle on the Sabbath in case he or she was tempted to mend a torn garment. Now, scholars indicate there are 77 positive and 194 negative laws that can be observed today. And of those, 26 can only be observed if you're in Israel because they relate to locations. 
So it's not quite as bad as in Jesus' time. Um, in his time, all 613 laws were taught by the Pharisees. They were used by the, in the courts by the scribes. And they were enforced by the synagogue leaders. And today's passage follows several related incidents where Jesus met opposition from the Pharisees, the scribes, and the synagogue leaders. And they were taking any opportunity they could to discredit him. Jesus was teaching in the, in the synagogue on the Sabbath when he saw a woman who was with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. You know, in the life expectancy of those days, that would be half a lifetime. She was bent over and unable to stand up straight. So a posture problem like this would put a strain on all other parts of her body, causing various health issues. And this would have interfered with all of our everyday tasks. And although she was attending the, the synagogue, we can also imagine there'd be many in her community who would have shunned her. They wouldn't have known where this illness came from. And so she wouldn't have been too popular. This Sabbath, the woman attended the synagogue for worship, and she doesn't even approach Jesus, and she doesn't request healing. But when Jesus saw her, he called her over and touched her and said, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. Instantly, she stood up and was so happy she began praising God. But the ruler of the synagogue was indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And playing to the multitudes, he said, there are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. And notice how he doesn't address Jesus or the woman directly. Instead, he addresses the crowd. He plays to the crowd. And in the process, delivers an indirect rebuke, both to Jesus and the woman. Now, had the woman been in danger or imminent danger of dying on that day, the synagogue leader could not have objected to a miracle on the Sabbath. But as she'd been crippled in this way for 18 years, he actually suggested that Jesus delay his healing miracle until it was a work day. He regarded their religious rituals as more important than human needs. And in their effort to protect the Sabbath, he trivialized it. But Jesus was about to argue that people's needs are more important than any rules or regulations. And by a simple question, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it away to water? He shows how big this spiritual gulf is between him and other people. And remember, this is one of the things you're allowed to do on the Sabbath. One of the laws says you can untie your ox or your ass and take it to water. But there is this gulf. And Jesus uses, uses what is called a lesser to greater rabbinical argument style. He argues, if we untie animals on the Sabbath and lead them to water, why can't I untie a human being from her spiritual bondage and lead her to God's life-giving waters? 
And in the mind of the synagogue leader, freeing animals from bondage was more important than freeing people from the bondage of sin and their illnesses. So Jesus points out that if any of them would take care of an animal on the Sabbath, they should also take care of the people that are in need. And with this question, all his opponents were put to shame and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful miracles and healings that he did. But in an honor-shame society like first-century Palestine, this public shaming of the local synagogue leader would have really impacted his ability to lead his community. So we can really just imagine how he was seething with anger. And all of Jesus' opponents were seething with anger. But they won't forget this public humiliation. Although at that moment, they can't do anything about it. But on the way to Jerusalem, when he gets to Jerusalem, they will have their turn. Now this passage was not a theological debate about the origins of illness and physical deformities. And it wasn't even about healing. This passage about the role and the function of our religious traditions, our claims about what could and should be practiced on our Sabbath. But for many, the Sabbath is Sunday. For others, such as police officers, firefighters, paramedics, even clergy, it's a working day. And Sabbath is another day of the week. It doesn't really matter what day or days of the week a person takes for their Sabbath. They just need to recognize that we all need it. Sometimes Sabbath can be one day. It could be two half days in the week. Or it could be a 10-day sabbatical on a tropical island. They're the ones I like. (laughs) But if we keep the Sabbath in the spirit it was intended, because it's something we want and we need to do, rather than just obeying a commandment, then we'll truly start to understand what is written, the concept that's written in Mark 2, 27. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a time for rest, a day to meditate, pray, worship, recharge our bodies, a day to focus on the Lord and bring some balance into our lives that are usually pretty hectic all week. Now, I'm still not sure if lazing on a Caribbean beach, studying a book about the Sabbath and what I considered to be a Sabbath, was really breaking any Levitical laws. I'm going to go with no. But one of the things it did for me, it did confirm that we're all called to do anything that we can, anything that lets us love our Lord God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind and with all our strength and to love our neighbors as ourselves no matter what day of the week our Sabbath falls on. Amen.